When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Pitch, connecting storytellers with the world. For today's episode, we're going to finish our chat with our friend Adam Sinclair. Adam is an actor who has appeared on the TV shows Rizzolian Isles and 24, amongst many others. He's opened a flight school in the past few years and has recently been developing a program to help train people from historically underprivileged communities how to fly. He's been shopping this program as a television series that follows people from having absolutely zero experience in a cockpit, all the way to becoming certified airline pilots. We pick up where we left off last episode with Adam giving his thoughts on exactly where a pitch needs to be by the time you sit down with the decision makers. Let's jump right in. By the time you're sitting in front of somebody who's going to write a check, it has to be so fucking lean. Mm. Like just lean, just like, it's like a laser of an idea. What Define lean for your project. What are your three bullet points for this pitch? When that person has the pen Okay, this, hand. okay, so we've been kind of, I'll, I'll talk about generally for both, yes. for both drama and docu-series or documentary or reality, whatever you want. Reality has a bit of a tarnished tang to it, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, decide your narrative. So is your narrative the story? Or is it the person or the characters? Character? Once you decide that, push into that. That's who, If it's about a place, then you need to explore that place. Let's push into that. That's the bit you're going to spend the most amount of time on. The statistics backing up the, to get to them and why you want to follow these people or follow that place, they're one sentence bullet points. It's like, it's like what I said, what was that I said in a study? 3.2% world's pilots are african-american 3.4 percent of the world's pilots are women that was my opening that was it just the statistics those two statistics and that and that's what and then the martin luther king quote right after that and that was it boom 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 boom, boom. they were in they were bought yeah we know where we're going I'd bought with, them. The, with that stuff i'd bought them and then when i did my character base my pilots were going to be the trainees it was made up so i was kind of going in the heartstrings and the sort, sort of things and but we will be looking for people in genuine situations who do need to break. But yeah. And as I said, basically my whole end to the whole thing was two statistics. That's amazing. Those Simplicity. Are, that's lean. Those are powerful statistics. I think when your story leans towards something that has that massive backing to it, it does kind of sell itself. It sells That sells itself because it's real. Yeah. It's real and it's kind of disgusting. Yeah. And so it's real. And it, so it automatically gets the hair in the back of your neck up. And you, you're like, oh, I want to change that. I'll watch that show just to change that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it makes you, I'll, I'll give you a dollar towards making the show. Uh, but it does, it does that. And so if you can come in with something that lean and that powerful for a drama, for a, it's like, she's a tartan cow flying through the air with laser beams that come out of her horns. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is also an amazing idea. But she's trying to find her uh, lost daughter. 
Which is how I find a lost daughter, yeah. In the whole of outer space. And Who has Tourette's? And the trick is, is that of all the cows in the universe, tartan cows are only 1% of the cow population. 1% of the cow population, yeah. <laughs> and 100% of all tartan cows. And they make chocolate milk. They make chocolate milk, right? <laughs> 100% of the tartan cows are missing their sons, but this one cow is missing her daughter. See, you've gone too far. See there, you've ruined this I now. I bogged it down, yeah. You bogged it down. If you yeah. just stuck with the tartan cow flying through the air with laser beams coming at the horns, we would have been fine. We would have had a full... Pitch on the fly. So, yeah. But seriously, it is. It's, it's about getting down to that. It's and about it's, getting down to a bullet point. Yes. And then beyond that, further bullet points. And then visual. We're working in a visual format. Nobody's going to read us. I mean, people are going to read scripts, but their assistants are the readers. So my brother, so it was my kid's twelfth birthday yesterday. My brother. Oh yeah, happy birthday, Quinn. Happy birthday, Quinn. So my brother calls me. He's like, "Um, I'm thinking about getting this book. It's a book on Iron. I was twelve. I'm really into it. I can't remember what he said. I could look at my phone anyway. And I joke back to my brother, "How many pictures does it have in it?" (laughs) Now, it's a joke, but even as adults. If there's pictures in a book, we'll go, oh, look at the, look at that work. Or look at the, we'll gravitate towards it because it's an instant, it's an instant, uh, it's an instant transmission of an idea, right? It's an instant transmission of idea. Yeah. So that's why I was saying, don't just go on the internet and pull up standard pictures that people have seen a thousand times. Spend time, make them, choose pictures that tell how you want your TV show or your movie to look. Go to other TV shows and do screen grabs. If you want your movie to look like The Bloody Matrix, do screen grabs from The Matrix. That's why I hired an artist who drew individual things for me to convey ideas. And Kosuke's great at that. Original art by Kosuke, yeah. But again, there's no such thing as an original idea. Think how many movies, television shows, documentaries are out there, how many DOPs, how many lighting guys Mm -hmm. have spent hours and thousands of time studying what you're trying to say the same thing. We all got high definition televisions. Find that movie, find that freeze frame, freeze that frame, take that picture, steal it, put it on your pitch deck. Yeah. You're not going to get done for it. It's not copyright. Yeah. It's not going out. You're not selling it. Yeah. You're using it to sell an idea. And this is what's so interesting is we are in a visual medium. Pitch decks are all visual. The film is going to be visual. It's going to depend on those images. And it's, it's what the difference between a pitch deck and a series Bible. Like a series Bible can have all the words in it and that comes later. Totally. That, that pitch deck. Less writing, like more tw- pictures. 12, 12 solid images with minimal writing. That's a pitch deck. Right. Or whatever. I just, I, I tried to do like, if I had a statement, there's a, there's a, there's a picture to back up that statement. Yeah. If I had a little bit of, if there's a person, I'd tell that person with a little bit of bio. I tried to do their bio a bit more like, this week on Netflix, da 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 da. Mm-hmm. Or if I did an if I did an episode idea, I did it just like it would pop up on the Netflix right. thing. I kept it to a a visual format that everybody is familiar with every single day of their lives. So it looks like something that already it looks exists. like you know, it looks like something already exists. Yeah. If you show them, if you're like, hey, it's a show about the circus, and you show a picture of Moulin Rouge or something, something within them recognizes it, recognizes that picture, goes, mm-hmm. oh, I totally get this. Yeah, yeah. Because you're picking the feel of that moment. So pick stuff that they're going to recognize. Don't don't shy away from that. So show them the world. Like show show them, them your world the based world. on the ideas that you're stealing. <laughs> so I have your pitch deck up. It's in, I think this is important for the audience because I'm always looking for a template by which to make the thing that I need to make. Mm-hmm. So what goes into a pitch deck? People might not know or they might have a loose mm-hmm. idea of it. You have 18 pages. Um, 
you have some solid images on here and it is minimal writing. And some pages are like a picture and a sentence of four words. Yeah, you have the title, that's one page. One page, The title, title that's it. And then you have your stats with an image and then you have a little more stats with an image. It's, it's very minimal. And then you have your quote by Martin Luther King and then you go into your students and you go into kind of what the cast will look like. And then you have- Because I knew it was gonna be people driven. So that's where I put the most amount of focus in. Was like, I knew it was gonna be character driven. Yeah, right? so it's- That's who you're rooting for. Yeah. The flight school's gonna be there anyway. That's the backdrop. That's always gonna be there. So you don't need to push that. Yeah, and how, then you have your episodes and the crew locations. It's just, it's image packed. How did you find the people who put this latest iteration of your pitch deck together? Working with them? Mm -hmm. It was me, a producer, and a guy who makes pitch decks for a living. Yeah, how did you find that guy? Great, because he had, because he does it. He knows the format. He's using, I forget what the name of the program he uses is, but it's something we don't necessarily, use. everybody puts everything together on, like a word program or pages. He had some kind of design program, layout program, mm -hmm. which gave him access to borders and things like that, and color oh, yeah. tones and, and, yeah. and palettes and things like that, which is nice. Um, he also had a great photo bank that he knew to go to and pull stuff up. No, I mean, uh, like, how did you get connected with them? Oh, no, 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 sorry. I'm sorry. The guy who I'm working with, David, um, he's in the advertising world for a lot of years. He's okay. and he's done advertising for McDonald's to Nike to, um, yeah, real money and real. I Was mean, it a friend connected you? David, David Franco. I've known David Franco for 24 years. Okay. Um, he's married to my wife's best friend. Oh. And so we've just been friends for years, and this just seemed like a project perfect for us to get together on. And that's, he knew this guy from the advertising. But he world. knew them from the advertising world. They use this guy all the time. So he's an so he's an advertising. So he specifically works with people selling and marketing. That's so smart. Pitch decks. Pitch decks. So it's not like a fly by night. Oh, hey, I'm I'm a writer yeah. or a director, and I know what a pitch deck should be. This is a professional pitch deck maker who who does it for the on the highest level. I have his number. His name is Scott. Did it? No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, he is. That's what he does. And, That's yeah. cool. That's and great. you can find those guys out there. I mean, you can advertise anyway. There's loads of guys that do it. And the thing is, is they do it so, and they're not that expensive, but they know they'll do five a week. Yeah. And they'll charge 500, 600, 700 bucks, yeah. maybe a thousand bucks. Yeah. But if that's, your, if that's your biggest first outlay for your calling card, Spend the money there. For real. And it's different. So the pricing is different. If they're only pulling images, it's a lower price. But if they're handcrafting like Kosuke draws everything, it yeah. will be a higher price a for our audience to know. I wonder where, um, I'm, I'm good. I wonder where on the spectrum of AI generated artwork. Well, that's happening now. And that's going to happen massive. Yeah. The, the AI, I... I actually did use AI because ChatGPT just came out and I was when I was coming up for oh that's what I did I did as well I was trying to come up with characters mm. and I have students that work at the school and I was like I don't really want to exploit them there's no reason to exploit anybody or anything just now you know even if it was exploitation it was just like how do I come up with characters how and I didn't want to make the, the sop story that pulls on the heartstrings too much because it was just manufactured so I literally went to AI and it says Give me five characters from an underprivileged, diverse background who are competing in a TV show, training to become pilots under the PPL program. That was the full prompt? That was the prompt. Okay, and how the, resu the so results? It, it basically gave me the basic bones of my... And then you went in and fine-tuned fine it. Yeah, you can like iterate and, and fine tuned it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, Brian, da -da 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 -da, he's got a kid. <laughs> and da -da -da. Honestly, I swear to God, it, it gave me 
five biographies of the five students. Wow. And then I went in and I fine tuned it. But this was, these were words, was, these weren't and images, it was a, right? And you know, and the only reason I did it, because it was a one thing that I, because everything else about my pitch deck is real. Yeah. It's all facts. Yeah. That's the one thing that isn't <laughs> facts. And so I couldn't make it up. It was very hard for me to make it up and go, oh, oh, yeah. tell some terrible, horrible story and then just get the tone of it all wrong. So yeah. chat GBT, that's helped me. That's unreal. I've actually used um, Midjourney, one of the other ones, to do Same. some images for a feature project that I'm coming up with to do um, storyboards and like characters. It's great for that. And the images that it comes up with, if, if you iterate, if you have mm-hmm. the time to sit there and iterate and re-refine your prompts, they're breathtaking, in my opinion. And the accuracy with which you can get, you're like, oh, this was, this was, you know, I did 30 different images in, in 25 minutes oh. or in an hour. Like the cost that you would pay an artist to do that would be hundreds of dollars. Well, so- I, wrote, I wrote a children's book during covid oh yeah wait tell us the title the title is the legend of the frog and the barking spider (laughs) and it's on kindle um uh and it's basically a book about everybody in lockdown and the whole family starts farting (laughs) and they can't try it's a true story and it's a true story and they make up the legend of the frog and the barking spider to hide it from the youngest child who eventually (laughs) eventually finds out that they were lying to her but in fact they weren't because she meets the frog and the barking spider. Was it a dream? Wasn't it a dream? You'll never know uh, unless you read the book. Anyway, <laughs> but I wanted to get some cover art done for it because I, I put it on Kindle. You mm-hmm. can you can download it on Kindle, Amazon Kindle. And I um I went to Japan. I went through. Well, I can't remember the name of the site I used. But basically, I, it was basically it worked like ChatGPT. I found an artist in Japan. I sent him a prompt of what I wanted it to be. And I was like, can you do me a picture? The title is A Frog and the Barking Spider. The frog plays a trumpet at some point. He has a hat on. The spider has to have a big smile, blah, blah, blah. It was just a chat GPT prompt, basically. And he came back with some artwork. And I was like, okay, a couple of notes on it. And he came back and I went, okay, that'll do. And it never quite was there where I wanted it to be. But I was like, it got to that point. I was like, yeah, that'll do. $80 I paid for that. And that was just for one piece of cover art. Mm-hmm. No, I thought that was incredibly cheap. Yeah. I thought, this guy did this artwork for me for 80 bucks. Now, I know. It's, you can go into this thing and you could do it's, I it's could insane. Well, here's what I realized and what I'm probably going to start doing next. I'm going to record the audiobook of it first. But uh, <laughs> I am um, I realized I can get the whole book graphically yeah. done. I can get the whole illustration done and actually put it out and print it now. So, but that's what's important about of what we're talking about right now is this is the price of the bottom line price of a good pitch deck, $500. If our audience is poor, like I have been desperately poor in my life as an artist and haven't been able to afford $500 is a lot of money. $40 for mid journey for a month, way cheaper. Yeah. And you different can, results. Yeah. And if you have the time, if you find a good template, yeah. Like, hey, I like this pitch deck that I found. I want to emulate this you can theoretically spend your time and yeah. come up with something that's plausibly, you know, going to get your foot in the door and get, get your message yeah. across. Yeah. Here's the thing I've noticed, especially in this town. Mm. Somebody comes up with an idea to make a documentary or a TV show. And so they think the best thing then is to go out and buy a red camera or a sound equipment. Right. Or, and it's like, Baby steps, baby steps, baby steps for everything, mm-hmm. right? And so is there any... Now, I had the finances to make a pitch deck. I knew the show was on something, see it, picked it up. I thought, okay, I'm in here. So I found 500 bucks 
to get whatever way I found it, whether it's out of my own pocket or whatever, but I made it happen. So yeah, it can be quite a lot of money for someone. So there are these processes where you can get illustration done, you can use all the... Don't go and blow it, do a little... I guess I'm saying don't act unless there's something to act for, right? So do a little bit, see what traction you get. If it gets traction, then yes, invest a little bit more. It's like investing in anything. It's like going for a job interview and investing in a suit. Yes. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. But invest when the moment's right. There's no point seeing an advertisement for a job in the newspaper and going and buying a suit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true because I've I've given my scripts to any number of producers or production companies. Not everybody comes back to me with, hey, do you have a pitch deck? Mostly it's just silence. Nobody gets back to you. So don't expend your wallet or your energy into something that's not necessary yet. A pitch deck, it doesn't take too much time to do if you're doing it through mid-journey. It takes a little bit more time if you're doing it through an artist. I think, so my, my process is I'm trying to get together with a production company right now to put together, or my initial idea was to get together with a production company to one, either take it on as a full project, then we get we get into production, or two, help me make a pilot or a sizzle reel, and then we go to a network and see if we can sell it. Either way, it was going, they were the intermittent people between them and the network to try and sell it. Uh, that's getting them to commit to something. You're trying to get them to commit to something really early on there. And so it was yeah. worth spending the money. Yes. It was worth spending the money there at that point. Definitely. Yeah. I want to I bring up something that I uh, was reading about George R. R. Martin. He, he talked about the quality of ideas and his take on it. And I mean, you can kind of tell by Game of Thrones. He's he's like, you know, any idea is, is fine, but ultimately, it's the execution of an idea that, in his opinion, in this particular interview, makes something sink or swim. Which is kind of antithetical to how this town works. This town is very, what's the concept? What's the idea? And mm-hmm. if it doesn't pop, ping, or sing, then it's pretty easily dismissed. Mm-hmm. But again, we have one of the you know one of the the great novelists and one of the greatest TV shows of the last fifteen years, as a result of this philosophy of well, it's it's how you do a thing, and this is a this is a particular camp I fall into. But I'm just curious what your take on that is because you've now like got quite a train running with an idea that was super fresh and fun and everybody responded to. What do you think about the contrary? It's like well, it's how well you do a thing. How do you think people would respond to a thing well done that may not be as sterling um, conceptually? So look, um, I have two thoughts on that. And, and again, documentary world and uh, uh, theatrical world, it's like, um, so what's the show, Girls? Yeah. yeah. So Le- Girls, was, so yeah. Girls was, a, was a, 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 not a podcast, a, a YouTube show. Mm-hmm. And it was caught the attention of... Um, Oh, what's his name? Um, Goodness. Freaks, the guy who did Freaks. Freaks and Geeks, yes. Yeah. Um, Apatow. Apatow. Yes, yes. Caught yes. the attention of Apatow and Apatow brought it up and he's like, this needs to be seen, this girl was funny, she's a good writer, let's bring it up. Yeah. Um, not a high concept idea. Not a high concept idea. Is it worth going out there and just doing it or is it worth waiting, I guess is the question you're asking me. 
That's a hard place I've fallen into right now. I don't think it's worth just doing it. I think it's worth just doing something which is a contribution towards the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. I always say, if you're making a short film, have a bigger film ready to go based on the same concept. If you're making a sizzle reel, make your sizzle reel hella good. Or if you want to make something and you don't have the money to make it good, go make a sizzle reel. Mm -hmm. Make something for a fraction of the cost, but at the level you want it to be seen. Yeah. If you don't have any money to make anything, plagiarize all your scenes from every single movie you've ever watched and take them all out and go, that's the sequence of movie. That's the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're seen as a gunfight and you want to own... Um, What's this? Uh, cyan, blue, and it was the, the, the Michael Bay colors. You know, steal it. Oh, teal and orange, it. yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. But steal it, steal, steal those concepts. Just get the visual idea across. Yeah. And for and I, I don't think I don't think go make it and sell yourself short. I went to see a, a film that a friend made the other day. Uh, you're not going to release what date this is because I don't know who it is. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't a great film, but the script was really good. And I was watching it, the whole thing going, oh my God, this script is really good. Oh my oh, God, why did you no. make it? You should have held out. Oh, wow. There was no point making it. Like this yeah. script, because it was based on a true story. So the more bizarre it got, and I knew it was a true story, the more I was like, oh God, okay, okay. So why did you make it? What was your rush? What were, well, what was your point? Because were, were you getting a buyout deal? Did you have a distribution deal? Mm -hmm. Was it going to go somewhere? Mm -hmm. Or are you just making it because everybody's ego got impatient? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Why are you making a thing? Why are you making it? Are you making yeah. it because you're not doing anything? You're like, I had a mentor once say to me about a story idea I was going to write. He goes, why does all of America need to see if you if you make this into a movie why is this the one film that everyone in America should see this year if this is the only film that all 350 million people in America can see or why must they see it angel and until you can answer that question i don't think you should be committed to writing this style story or oh, i forgot the third one but that's the reason they'll come see it because it's breaking a new style. Mm. It's a story that's never been told, mm -hmm. or it's got IP, and that's either a famous actor or attached to a book or a did it. So, just real quick for our audience that doesn't know what a sizzle reel is, it's a series of images that tells a narrative that is the mood of your film, and it's anywhere from twenty seconds to two or three minutes. It's also called a mood reel, commercial, almost it's, it's a, tra a commercial. trailer. Yeah. yeah. But it's not of original images. No. You, you would take images from TV shows and movies that already exist mm -hmm. that approximate the look and the tone of your you, story and edit them together to music or to sound. To or recreate, voiceover. Or voiceover yeah. to recreate a 20-second to two-minute video that or, gives someone an idea of what your film would be like. Or you can ha make this as a rule where you go and shoot the commercial for your show. Yeah, you, you can. Yeah, yeah, you shoot yeah. the trailer. That images. What that does give you... Wait, which is harder, a little bit more expensive. But if you look, we all work in the industry. If you're making a documentary, you're making a TV series right now, there's probably you've been in the business for a few years. So you're surrounded by sound people. You're surrounded by camera people. Yeah. You're surrounded by people who are going to help you out. Use that and make it. If you're going to shoot a scissor reel for yourself, make it the best quality. Make that as close to you want the finished product you can. I don't think there's any point sending out there a cine film something that's slumped together or a home video recorder with a mm -hmm. voice over the top 
There's a famous story. I'm going to go slightly off track. There's a famous story with um, George Lucas taking everybody over to see the first cut of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I've heard this. And he had yeah. none of the Tie Fighter scenes in it, and it was just all war footage um, of fighter planes. Oh, World War Two footage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Spielberg was just like, "Dude, I don't, I don't see it. I don't. What, what are you doing? This is going to kill you. This uh-huh. is going to." And sure enough, we now live in the Star Wars era. Wasn't it? Was was it Brian De Palma who was like, "Hold on, you, you've made a huge mistake." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, like, yeah, Hold yeah. On. We, we, he like stayed after with Lucas and was like, "Bro, we got to talk because this is <laughs> not." Yeah, they all like sat him down. It's like, dude, <laughs> nobody will see your nobody will see the picture in your head. Mm-hmm. This is why books are amazing because we all got a different story. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing for me is like no one will see the picture in your head. No one, and don't think which is w- why writing is so difficult. Liz Hannah talked about that. The picture yeah. in your head into black and white symbols on a page, and then another person interprets that in their own filters. Like, how do you get the shortest, most reliable way to get someone to see what's in your head in their head? But that's Image, in, images, 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 totally yeah. images, and in the order of things that happen is, and this is a little loose. You write your script. You send your script out. They're going to ask you for a pitch deck. I think a sizzle reel and a pitch deck work in tandem nowadays. Yes. Mm. So if you're going to have a pitch deck, go ahead and make a sizzle reel because I guarantee half the people in the room who are going to read the thing, the other half are going to want to watch it. Well, that's what I was trying to say earlier, and I kind of lost my chain of thought. Uh, but I was um, I was trying to get together with a production company that were going to help me put together a sizzle reel. And then we would go forward as a group to a production company or a sorry a, a network and say here's a scissor here's a show do you want to team up with us we're all going to make it exactly um, now the documentary world is a lot more forgiving in terms of shooting something in terms of tone and things like that so where we've actually fallen now is we're actually thinking of just because it's such a good idea yeah. and because of the people who are sort of feeding to, there's a lot of room for funding for this thing. Yeah. So you've got Boeing who need to get rid of money. You've got Southwest who need to get rid of money. Yeah. American Airlines. Spirit yeah. doesn't Spirit, need to get rid of any money. But, but, yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> but all those companies need to be seen to be helping out what it is we're trying to do. So for them to fund an entire season for us is a bit of a no-brainer for them. It's just selling them the concept or at least them funding a pilot episode. So we can set the price of that pilot episode whatever we want. Yeah. Which they, they do. I've reached out to airlines to fund stuff. Yeah, but his show is specifically and they, about... They get back to... They, they well, have, they get they back have to pro- you. Really? They yeah. have programs for bringing diversity into the airline business, but not at my level. They only start at the level where I take them to. Mm-hmm. There's nobody doing at the level of taking them from zero to ready to mm-hmm. go. They yeah. take them from ready to go training and have diversity programs. So I'm like, I'm going to say, hey, I'm helping you out here. Yeah, I'll, so give, you're, you're I'll the, give you a feeder, feeder program yeah, into yeah. your... Now, this is, this is what I want to do with my charity, but then how much do you pay for advertising? What does that get you? Okay, so this is something I'm going to talk about next, which is another avenue. But anyway, how much do you pay for advertising? How many heads is that reaching? How much is that costing you per year? Okay, here's what we're going to get with Showtime. Here's what we're going to get with blah, blah, blah. Just fund the show. Yeah. So I recently tapped into public television. Oh, yeah, PBS. So public television don't give you money to make anything. Yeah. But they'll give you the airtime. Mm-hmm. Now I may be off my facts here a little bit. This is you know this is talking with other producers and things like that, so it could be a little bit off by a fraction. But the more people I speak to, like yeah, that's kind of how it works. Um, Keep it loose. You come up with a concept, 
you go to them and you sell the concept to them. They say, that's great. We're going to give you Friday night at seven o'clock every Friday night. This is how many people Friday night at seven o'clock hits. These are st statistics of who those people are. Um, this is the age range, blah, 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 blah. That's the, that equals X amount in advertising dollars if it was just, just based on the numbers. Just based on the numbers and the ages and age, blah, blah, blah. So then you go to Boeing and you say, much do you pay for advertising? Like, oh, we put a sh an advert on Showtime once a month and we pay blah, blah, and it's hitting this many people. What if we can match that number? There's stats, there you go, there's the brochure. Do you want to buy, you want to fund our show? And they're like, oh great, that's advertising dollars. Yeah, of course. And then you go back to Showtime and go, okay, we've got the money. I'm like, all right, let's make the show. That's so smart. So you're selling the show before you've got the money to make it. Whereas in the commercial world, mm-hmm, let me get that right you're you're selling the show to the network and then you're getting the money to make it whereas in the commercial world you're selling the show to get the money to make it mm -hmm. this other way you're splitting the process up a little bit you're finding the advertising dollars for the company or for the for showtime whereas if you uh, so PBS but if you go through Showtime they're fine it's so complex anyway it's a, just a great way of doing it and it's a whole world and you're actually hitting a lot of statistics you've got to actually think about what PBS does it's going into everybody's home there's a lot of people got TV playing all the time mm -hmm. they're looking they're constantly looking for content they're short of content they need good content and so the chances of getting in there are way higher than any other as long as it's something that fits. I mean, you're not going to go in there and you're not going to make Evil Dead 5, right? But you will get in there with a... Leah might, Leah might, I make, might make Evil Dead 5. I might make it for PBS. <laughs> Evil Dead 5 on PBS. But you'll get in there with a cooking show. You'll get in there with a reality show. You'll get in there with a period costume drama. You'll get in there with... You know, there's, there's a certain format of shows they're looking for, but right. it's an avenue not to pass up. Now, because you're talking about documentaries... And I think some of our audience should be interested in documentaries because why not? Uh, they're easier to produce. Well, now we're all about to go on strike. I mean, I don't know how time sensitive this podcast is, but... Um, yeah, strike tomorrow, maybe. And so the, the reality world is going to ramp up in the next few weeks, at least for a while. Yeah, so now is a good time, I think, to start this. But you have programs, what's so interesting about documentaries, because I have a background in documentary. I worked at Brave New Films. I worked with the Gantz Brothers. I worked with Vincent at Life Is My Movie. You have grant programs that are funding documentaries. Uh, you have Sundance, who is always very supportive of documentaries. In fact, they have their 2024 producers track open right now for people. And I think I think the application is either free or $40. Um Ken Burns is supporting documentary filmmaking right now. Like it's a really, I think it's a really good way to tell stories. It's a great format because it's very forgiving. You can shoot it on anything. Yeah. People will watch anything, watch any format if it's factual, as long as your sound is good, make sure your sound is I good. I was gonna say, you have to make sure your sound is good and I know that you're a stickler for that. Make sure your sound is good, but you can shoot anything. The saleability of it, is bigger than horror films. Mm -hmm. Horror films have a big saleability because there's a niche audience and they'll watch any sort of gore for Worldwide, the Worldwide. Across the world, yeah. But documentary, again, if it's a topic, they'll watch it in any language, they'll watch it in subtitles, mm -hmm. they'll watch it. If the subject is good, and nine times out of 10, it's gonna be something worth watching. Otherwise, what was the point of shooting it in the first place? It's gonna to relate to, and as you say, worldwide, it's gonna to relate to a certain group of people. It's an easy, easy, easy sale. Yeah. So, yeah.
Yeah, get a camera, have good sound. There you go. Off hey, to the races. There you go. Angel and I are both doing a documentary separately together right now. There's What's like, your tagline? So many documentaries. Sell it to me in one line. One line. Two quotes. I, I got it. My friend Nathan's grandfather fought in World War II, took a flag from a soldier, a Japanese soldier that he shot, and said, I never want it translated while I'm alive, put it in a drawer for 77 years. Nathan inherited it and is trying to find the family to bring it back to. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. You need to get that short, though. You need to get that I know, that yeah. Shorter. There's a lot of elements <laughs> He's got to notes. it. I like it, though. He's got notes, I've got notes on that there. pitch, but you need that pitch, <laughs> need that pitch shorter. But that's one that Vincent's... World War II, untranslated flag, an inheritance. An inheritance. A story to be told. It's called The Return. Yeah. That's and cool. then Angel's doing one. You, but you don't have your pitch ready for no, that No, I mean, yet. well, I'm doing two, but I'll, oh, I'll, that's talk, right, I'll talk about two. one. So regardless of how excellent a script is in Hollywood, the process of getting a movie made is next to impossible. Impossible. Yeah. The statistics are prob- probably skew impossible yeah. across the board. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even though the hundreds of movies get made a year, like there are tens of thousands of scripts. It's an arena for hopeful gamblers. So I am documenting one filmmaker, Leah, mm. with her excellent script. Um, Del Amore. And the process of her attempting to get that made, which the odds are stacked against her. She's a female. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, I'm over forty. It's a. It's not a. It's not a superhero movie. Nope. The magical the, the lead. The lead character is a woman in her late thirties, early forties. This isn't sounding yeah. hopeful for my acting career. This is <laughs> like not a high concept, but it is an excellent story and an excellent script. And I, I, I think people should see how difficult it is to get excellent things made. Filmed it in is a crazy. Country. It is crazy. Yeah. It is absolutely crazy. And yeah. nobody wants to touch. I say. An original idea. I think one thing we can take away from this pitch, no matter how original your idea is, make it sound like they've seen it before. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing you can take away from this. We've had many people say that on the podcast. They're like, they have to think that it's existed before. They need to know that it will make their money back. The only way they know that is if if there's other stuff out there that exists. Well, then then it's like Midnight in Paris, but female and in Italy. You want to go, yours, yours yours is, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you want to hear in the pitch meeting. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. Oh, yeah. That's all you want to hear. That's like the bare minimum of what you need to hear. If you don't yeah. hear that, then you might be in trouble. If you don't hear that, then just leave. Yeah. <laughs> but if you do that, and, and I've even noticed with like friends and stuff, there's a, oh, there's a moment where mm-hmm. your idea either catches their imagination right. or it doesn't. And the one you don't want to hear is, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, well, we should coin it. It's, um, what is that moment called? The oh yeah moment? The oh yeah moment. The, you want the oh yeah moment. If you get an okay Geared towards no, yeah. If it doesn't happen, it's been all okay. That's it. You just take the amount of okays you get, the amount of oh yeahs you get. Mm-hmm. More oh yeahs outweigh the okays. You're, you're, it's going to be We got to do a spreadsheet. We got to come up with an uh, Excel formula for that. Yeah, yeah. Or they dodge the question entirely and just compliment something about you. <laughs> no, this is. A- <laughs> I'm off, mate. This is interesting. So you're doing a podcast about pitching, specifically pitching. Yeah. In this town. Yeah. Mm hmm. It's interesting. It's interesting because it is a. He's cra- just realized that an hour. No, no, I know that. No, I know. No, I know that. I knew. I knew. I knew it was about the pitch, but I'm just like, it's such a crazy concept because as we discovered very quickly on, it's it's always evolving. That's yeah. the thing yes. about our industry. It doesn't know what the fuck it is. It doesn't know what it is or what it wants, and it can't be a new idea because it has to be something that's sold in order for anybody to have any interest so in it, unless you're self-funding. What's, what's the plot of the game my kid plays? Plant versus zombies. It's like mm-hmm. artists versus lawyers. It really is, and yeah. that's that's pitching. 
how can you make get a lawyer on your side or an accountant right? or an accountant yeah. yeah a numbers person who thinks they know art is because they're into Star Wars yeah. or they're into I'm into movies I went to the cinema 12 times yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, we've been studying this for our lives. We've been yeah. we've devoted every ounce of our yeah. being to this. So depressing. Like we were talking with Tyler at your party last week and he said he had a, a female friend of his who is a an artist who is a noted singer. Songwriter. And is hits. signed with a a production company, one of the big ones, and they music said label. A music label, thank you. Yeah. They said if you, if your next album doesn't perform this many numbers, we drop you. And it had like millions, but yeah. not enough, and they dropped her. It was like they needed a ten million, and she did like nine, and they're like, "Too bad, so sad. See you later." It blows my mind. <laughs> like this is the quality of what art is. This is like this is art versus numbers. This is the intersection of creativity being a commodity mm-hmm. and needing to do business mm-hmm. on that level. Which is what Stephen talked about. Look, there's a lot Which of is, mo- that's the reality of it. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of movements going on in the entertainment world right now. There's a lot of voices that need to be heard. There's a lot of voices that are getting answered. The unfortunate side, the part of it that irks me is the people who are making the decisions about how we go about representing these voices are not doing it out of moral obligation, but more out of how do we maximize profit? Which is, how do I, yeah, how do I maximize my How salary? do I maximize profit? And so it's been approached, the actual, the solutions have been approached from a totally, the totally wrong angle. Yeah. I don't want to get into the politics of it all right now because it, 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 everybody knows it. Yeah. But artists dealing with numbers, it's just, or number people, or yeah, it's just, it's a very, it's a, it, it, it's not... <laughs> It's not going to work. It's oil and water. It really is oil yeah. and water. But somehow we've got to work out a way to make it work. Yeah. That's that's a thing where you're going to have your oh yeah moment. Oh yeah, that will work. But then you have, what are the numbers? And did anybody watch The Offer? The How the Godfather was made? No, I, I didn't watch it. Oh man, it's, there's this great battle um, for the head of the studio versus the, the head of financing. And they go at it. Because the head of yeah, the head of financing is like, no, this this has to be this way, and he's like, no, it has to be creative. It's a constant battle. So funny. Well, I think that's a good spot to kind of wrap things up. Sure. Um, was there anything you think that you haven't shared that people out there, the general audience, filmmakers, people in the entertainment industry, people who are thinking about coming to the entertainment industry? I just have a commercial to do that I'm obligated to do, and everything I do. Is... Yeah, crack it. Beard mascara for men over forty-five. That is. Beard mascara. You know when you look young. Thanks. Sorry. Beard yeah. mascara for men over 45. Yeah. That's good. So I'm getting a little gray in my beard. I'm not over 45 yet, but I'm, I'll I'm excited you, I'll now that I've up. heard I've the I've got commercial. a good link up. It's called Beard Mascara for men over 45. <laughs> um, I'll get you some of that. Great. Uh, <laughs> Looking forward to it. Awesome. Um, no, do I have any advice? Um, I mean, you've shared so much. Like I've shared a lot. I, I just like, here's what, I, here's what bugs me about this thing. Don't spread yourself thin. Don't think mm. by doing everything yeah. is going to, somehow something's going to break. Come up with a great idea. Focus on your craft that you do. Mm-hmm. Have a sideline. And put everything into one, those one or two, two or three things. That's it. And focus on those and eventually it'll work. When you say sideline, what I do you mean a sideline of work, something that's nothing to do with your business. Oh, so like life outside of what you're. Just yeah. have a sideline of business that's okay. nothing to do with what you do, that you're not relying on other people, that it's just a numbers game. It's like you show up, you do a bit of work, or gotcha. you yeah. do it. Have a sideline because that'll keep you sane. 
yeah take it away from the take it out of the world and focus on your craft whatever your craft is and then if you're trying to get a project going stick with that project don't get 20 projects going there's no point in having 20 projects there's no way you can do 20 things at once so All right, keep, there you go. Keep it, keep it lean. Keep it uh, lean. That's it. That's it. it. That's Love a new, it. That's, that's a, a new pitch. tattoo. That's a quick pitch. Keep it lean. Keep yes. it lean. And that's for everything. Keep it lean. Nobody wants to hear your fucking bullshit. Yes. <laughs> well, this has been fantastic. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for coming down. Thank you. It's a real pleasure. Two it's weekends fun. in a row. I love, I love, I love sitting and hanging out with you guys. Yeah, that's fun. Well, um, I'll come on every week. We'll do this every week. <laughs> bring, bring a bottle of wine. Now. Next we'll week's going to be about uh, <laughs> adopting kittens. Adopting, adopting kittens, oh God, they, which I have some for adoption. Yeah, Leah wants to do her own commercial right now about <laughs> adopting kittens. Please adopt some kittens from my neighborhood. They're adorable. Adam already did. Well, from Hollywood, um, I'm Angel, and I'm Leah Saint Marie. Cheers, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for coming cheers, on, Adam. Cheers. Watch out for the tartan cow with the flashing horns. <laughs> If you want to reach out to Leah or myself or find out more about Adam's flight school, we'll have information in the show notes. Thanks for listening. If you're on the fence about subscribing, know that a portion of all subscription fees go toward the nonprofit Young Storytellers, raising voices one story at a time.